Monday morning. Tomorrow's election day, and uh, for all intents and purposes, it's really election day in New York City because of the overwhelming uh, Democratic presence in New York City. Whoever is uh, the winner tomorrow in the Democratic primary likely will be the next fill-in-the-blank in the city of New York. There are 10 candidates for a New York City controller. Uh, one of them is Corey Johnson, who has always been a, a good friend of this program, a good friend of our community, and somebody who has really had, as a speaker of the New York City Council, has really had to navigate many, many very sensitive situations, especially over the last year and a half. Corey Johnson, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Thanks for having me, Nakam. It's a, really an honor to be here. I appreciate that. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if there's anybody who envies the position you're in right now. And I know, obviously, uh, tomorrow you're hoping to be uh, elected controller. But the the role that you've had in the New York City Council, trying to navigate so many opinions, so much politics. You know that what happens in New York has impact internationally. That's something that can't be denied or avoided. Uh, so I, I would assume you you look back at this tenure of your political life as one that was uh, quite challenging. <laughs> you know, uh, look, no one really could have predicted what happened over the last year and a half with COVID. And when I say what happened, I mean, of course, the tremendous loss of life, the economic uh you know, ruin that a lot of people had to go through because of what happened. And so for me, you know, it is challenging, of course, you know, working with 50 colleagues with a really diverse set of viewpoints and to do that during the middle of COVID uh, when we had to do it all remotely uh, was challenging, very challenging, but it is really nothing compared to, you know, really what a lot, a lot of people went through in this city and in this country yeah. with regard to loved ones or their businesses or their, you know, uh, economic stability. So, uh, you know, it's been hard, but also it's part of me that, you know, I, I'm grateful that I was able to to try to do something uh, for the city that I love during probably one of its darkest hours. And, and, uh, and I'm grateful for that. You know, I mean, there are a lot of issues that are important to us, and most of them are real city issues, you know, in terms of public safety, education, housing, homeless. I mean, we're, we're all very concerned about those issues. I mean, you know me, I'm a Manhattan resident, so uh, anybody in the in the five boroughs uh, obviously has all those issues at the top of their list. But I, I just want I got to do this piece on Israel for a moment because I can only imagine the pressure when there's an actual poll that goes out to city council members asking them if they are pro-BDS, and this audience knows what BDS is, asking them if they're willing to uh, to make a commitment never to travel to Israel. I mean, I, I, forget for a moment the, 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 the politics of it, just the absurdity of it must be so difficult to deal with. Yet you were very strong on this issue. What was that period of time like? Oh, you know, I've been to Israel four times, and I was supposed to go to Israel a fifth time, in May of last year, but COVID made it so that that wasn't possible. And, you know, I, it's a little crazy to me that some people are so focused on um, targeting Israel. You know, there are a lot of countries in the world uh, outside of Israel where it's complicated and difficult things happen and the international communities involved, but we only seem to hear about Israel. 
And, uh, you know, New York's relationship with Israel is a really important, special relationship. You know, your listeners know this, that mm-hmm. outside of the state of Israel, New York is the place with the most number of Jewish people in the world. And uh, that's an important thing to recognize. Uh, you know, I, have, I am vehemently opposed to BDS. Uh, I've said it on many, many occasions. And, uh, you know, I'm really proud that I've been to Israel multiple times, and I've gone there, and I've met with people, and uh, I think it's important that we maintain uh, that relationship between New York and Israel. And BDS is not about peace. BDS is about, uh, BDS is about furthering, I think, uh, this divide that already exists, and uh, we need to speak out against it. Uh, because it's actually, I think, a destructive thing. Uh, and I don't know why people, you know, all the folks that are calling for, you know, boycotts, investments, and shanks against Israel, how come they're not saying this about other places? <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's a good question that usually does not have a good answer. Corey Johnson is with us. If you're voting tomorrow in the Democratic primary in New York City, he's on your ballot for New York City controller. Um, you, you look, you know about the anti-Semitic violence. We know, and, and we're very sensitive to violence against other ethnic groups. We're frankly sensitive to violence against anybody. I mean, we, we think people have the right to walk the streets of New York and, and not have random attacks against them. We just want to live in, in peace and hopefully prosperity. Uh, prosperity. And, and it's, a, uh, it, it's crazy to see what's going on and, how, uh, and, and what the reaction of some people are. Um, the, it's somewhat confusing, frankly, where you stand on defunding the police and bail reform and issues like that. Because to us, it seems that those are keys, meaning funding the police and, and responsible bail reform are keys to leading this city forward. What could you tell us about violence against Jews specifically and in general criminal activity and how it's going to be handled in the future in New York City? Uh, well, first of all, you know, any violence is unacceptable in the city, but I have, on many, many occasions, spoken out, stood up, marched, gone to press conferences uh, when we have seen these acts of violence and anti-Semitism, both acts that were just rhetoric, uh, words, but I think those words actually lead to physical violence. And in any of those instances, I have uh, stood with my Jewish friends and Jewish New Yorkers saying how unacceptable that is. Uh, We had a a debate that aired yesterday on the local NBC affiliate here in New York, a controller's race debate, and the moderators asked us, uh, please raise your hand if you support uh, defunding the police. And I did not raise my hand. Uh, Some people on the stage did. Uh, I did not. Uh, You know, we have seen... In New York, but also across the country, uh, there has been a real uh, surge in crime, homicides, uh, shootings, uh, robberies. And we know that, you know, it's complicated in some ways what has led to that. Too many guns on the streets in action at the federal level, not creating stricter gun laws that would help us get these guns off the streets. Major social dislocation from COVID, where we've seen crime go up in every city across the country. No city has been spared from it. But all the progress that has been made over the last, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years in having New York City be the safest big city in America, we can't go backwards. 
And so it's really important that we talk about these issues in a nuanced and thoughtful way. And I think the folks that are out there kind of saying, from the police, it's like like trying to govern by hashtag. Yeah. You know, these issues are, are complicated and important. And the issue is not, you know, us saying, you know, let's defund the police. The issue is let's be uh, smart and thoughtful about policing in New York City and let's make sure that we live in a city where everyone uh, feels safe. I have said that consistently, and I'll continue to say that. You know, yesterday you were endorsed by Daniel Rosenthal, a prominent assemblyman from our community. Uh, you have been endorsed by uh, uh, Eric Dinowitz of in Riverdale, Steve Levin in Williamsburg, Alan Mazel in, in South Brooklyn, and a lot of Jewish organizations. And frankly, I think the, one of the reasons that so many people are excited about your campaign from our community is all we're looking for, frankly, is sensible and common sense candidates. That, that's what we're yeah. looking for. We're, we're not looking for extreme politics. Everyone yeah. thinks, you know, hawkish this and extreme right, extreme left. All we're looking for is common sense and sensibility. And, and it's amazing that, that those two things have become the focus of our community because they're really lacking among most candidates for most offices in New York. And this is not a backhanded compliment. It's a full compliment to you. You have both of them. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. I mean, it is a little strange when, uh, you know, just using common sense and saying, you know, what is the right thing to do here? When I say right thing, I mean the thing that it just makes sense to the vast majority of people. Yeah. Uh, that, let, that, lets, that lets people live their lives. Controversial. That lets people live their lives. What's the thing exactly. we need to do to let people live their lives peacefully and with safety? Exactly. Exactly. <sighs> And so uh, I'm really honored about all the endorsements uh, and support that I've yeah, received you've from. Gotten, you've gotten a lot of them. Yeah, from the diverse Jewish community that we have uh, here in New York City. And, uh, you know, this is a very, very important election for the future of our city. And uh, I, 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 uh, I'm losing my voice. You can probably hear it. I've been out <laughs> campaigning. Yeah, you had a rough Sunday, huh? Day. You, had a, you had a rough Sunday yesterday, I would guess, on, yeah. on the campaign trail. Corey, you just mentioned something that's really important, how vital the, the race is. And we know that there's a mayoral race, obviously, and the whole world's watching to see who becomes the next mayor of New York. One thing we should point out as controller, and obviously you have certain responsibilities that you're responsible for as controller every single day, and we know most of them are fiscal responsibilities, but this is New York. Someone who's controller of New York who holds citywide position can really have a lot of effect on social issues and legal issues that go around in the city. Just the things that we're discussing this morning, I think people need to realize that. Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, of course, what we do in New York City, other cities around the country and around the world look to and say, what's happening there? Right. And the controller is probably the most important job that New Yorkers are not focused on as it relates to our recovery. The controller is the chief financial officer for the city of New York. You don't allocate the budget, but you're the independent budget watchdog. You're someone that works with the five different pension funds, which totals $253 billion in pension assets. You audit city agencies to find waste, fraud, and abuse and figure out ways where government can be more responsive to New Yorkers. And, you know, you're someone who really needs to be an independent counterweight to whoever the mayor is in speaking out on issues of importance for New York City's short-term and long-term financial health and future. So it's an important position. A lot of folks, understandably, 
have been focused on mayor, Manhattan district attorney, uh, borough president, uh, all the local city council races. But this controller's race is going to be very, very important for how we recover uh, as a city. And I, I, of course, would be deeply honored for anyone who's listening to consider ranking me number one when they go and vote tomorrow. Look, I wanted to get you on. I, I felt that we as a community owe it to you um, when people came, especially with the Israel BDS piece. I mean, the way you react, you never said this, obviously, but the way your face looked when you reacted to what was going on, it was sort of like, are you guys out of your mind? Like, can we just be a little bit more sensible on this issue? And you're certainly not supporting any type of BDS effort or any effort not to travel to Israel. I, I felt for that alone, uh, we have to remind everybody about that uh, as we get closer to the election. And finally, are you still highly recommending Councilmember Kozlowitz's Gefilte Fish? Are you still highly recommending that or not? Highly, highly <laughs> recommending it. Karen Kozlowitz is is the best. You know, I spend I spend every every Passover and every Rosh Hashanah out in Forest Hills at her home, uh, eating that homemade, loving, amazing uh, food, and that Gefilte Fish is the best. All right, so we've confirmed the story. You're really out there to celebrate the holidays. I am. <laughs> we ha we have the recording to prove it. Corey, <laughs> good, good luck tomorrow, and I really do look forward to inviting you here as controller uh, once this election is all over. Okay, thanks, Nakam. Have a good day. A pleasure. Tomorrow's election day, everybody. You know the most important thing? Vote. The most important thing is to vote. Get out there, no matter who you're voting for. Just get out there and vote. Democratic primary tomorrow. And as I uh, said to um, someone in my family yesterday, if you don't think that our... And we said this Friday with, uh, with Bruce, with Bruce Tuttlebaum, who was on. If you don't think that our community has had a role in, uh, in close elections in the past and has really ended up determining the winner, you are wrong. It has happened, and it's happened often. More coming up. It's Monday. It's JM in the AM.